Hello, everyone, and welcome to another lonely episode of Phil and the Mic. I am Darren Michael, and with me tonight is not Phil Calise. Unfortunately, Phil is stuck in Arizona. He was in Nevada before counting ballots. Now he is in Arizona trying to help them make a mess of this situation. Not really sure what's going to happen, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see. So I got a funny story for everybody anyway, and I don't know how I should feel about this. And am I a bad person? I, I, I just don't know. So I'm going to, I'm going to need some help and maybe I'll talk to Phil about this when he gets back. But, you know, I was, I was picking up Brooke from school the other day. She got out early. I think I had to take her to a, some kind of doctor's appointment. And it really wasn't early. I guess it was at the end of the day. I was just picking her up. And I'm going through, there's only really one way in to the school. So I go in and I'm going through the parking lot to, to kind of loop around. And as I'm close to, to turning towards the loop, there's this kid in this red pickup truck that basically he's got nowhere to go, but he pulls out just a little bit out of his spot so that I couldn't get through. And I was just annoyed. I was, ah, couldn't even tell you how bothered I was about this. And, uh, and so, you know, he finally, you know, starts, I'm like honking at him and he finally starts moving a little bit more. And as he's pulling out, the guy that is in the passenger seat looks at me and I gave him the finger. All right. This is probably what a 17 year old kid I gave the finger to because I wasn't happy about the driving. So I don't know. Am I going to hell? I, I, you know, I don't know. Was I wrong? Probably. But I, I mean, my God, I'm only 30 years older than that kid probably. But anyway, it is what it is. I, I, I haven't told anybody that story, but, um, Actually, I think Brooke was in the car with me. I'm, I'm so mixed up on my days with all this stuff. But, you know, there's so much going on, so much political stuff. And, and, and I think I mentioned on the last podcast, I, I'm just I'm so burnt out from politics, you know. So we can talk about that in a little bit. But but I want to start off with a little college football because, you know, I always like to try to toot my own horn and, and talk a lot of smack to Phil before. But uh, as you all know, last week... Uh, I picked, I basically picked all underdogs. University of Florida was underdog. Rutgers was an underdog. Liberty was an underdog. Notre Dame was an underdog. I picked them all and I went 4-0. So I wish Phil was here that I could just rub it in his face because he went 2-2. Two and two. So I was really proud of, uh, of my accomplishments there. Even, even Clemson. Phil had Clemson. I had Notre Dame. And what did I say? I said, alumni are going to be there. You're going to be up for this game. Everything is going to be exciting. You know, and, and to be honest, Notre Dame was not playing with, a, with a, a full team there either. I mean, I know they had some injuries. So somehow they just, they just wanted it enough. And, and who, saw, who saw the Clemson quarterback? I don't even know his name is. DJ Ujamanja Banda? I, I don't even know. But, man, is he good. I, I, I swear at this point, he, he might be the second best quarterback in college football. Unfortunately, he's playing right behind the first quarterback in college football. This is a guy that's 18 years old. He's huge. He's got a gun, a cannon for an arm. And to watch this guy play has just been amazing absolutely amazing so it's it's been fun it's been a fun college football season um 
you know, and I'm 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 excited about that. I'm excited that I was four and zero, and I'm excited that Phil was two and two. There was definitely some good, bad, and ugly. There was a couple of key performances that I wanted to point out, and um, this guy, uh, Dieric King, uh, D apostrophe E R I Q, which is funny because that was the other name my parents were deciding on, and they went with Darren in the end. But he's the Miami quarterback. He actually, it's it's unbelievable. Miami's Miami's almost a top ten team. They squeaked out a victory over an unranked NC State team, 44 to 41. But this guy was 30, 31 of 41, 430 yards, five touchdowns, and zero interceptions. So granted, there's been a lot of shootouts this year, which I don't fully understand. But that's a heck of a game. So I was really impressed by that. And then the other game that I wanted to mention was a guy from Minnesota, Mohamed Ibrahim who I've also really never heard of, but they, they dismantled a, a, a pretty poor Illinois team, and they won 41-14. to 14. But this guy had 30 carries, which is, which is, I mean, that's a lot of carries even for the NFL. <laughs> 224 yards at four touchdowns. This is a guy through three games. He's racked up 571 yards rushing and 10 touchdowns. You don't hear anything about this guy for Heisman, but Man, those are some numbers. I don't know who he's played against, but uh, you know what? I don't care. I don't care who you're playing against. I mean, you're averaging 190 yards a game and, and over three touchdowns. That is that is just crazy. That is just crazy. So my good for this week, definitely have some good, bad, and ugly. You know, um, everybody knows that listens to this podcast, I'm an Indiana Hoosiers fan. I love Indiana Hoosiers basketball. I've been a fan of them my entire life ever since I first started living in Indiana. My parents both went to IU. But uh, this is the first time in their illustrious history that they are in the top 10 for football, which is pretty crazy. Basketball, yeah, they've won five championships, but top 10 in football is pretty crazy. And I think it's also the first time that they've ever beaten two ranked opponents. And granted, their ranked opponents really aren't very good when you look at them. I mean, Penn State and uh, and Michigan really aren't who they who they really should be this year. I mean, they're they're just they're just not not good i think i think the only reason that they were in the rankings is because they're michigan and penn state and everybody just you know it's like anything else you know you hear certain teams and it's oh yeah that team's got to be ranked so it, it's just more arguments that phil and i have talked about over and over for not having rankings so early in the in the season you know i mean i think i think everybody remembers oklahoma i think was ranked number three going into the season and look how that's turned out for them i mean they're just not a good team so my good was indiana i'm sticking i'm sticking with the big 10 this week and uh, the bad was Michigan, and they've fallen to one and two. And, yeah, they lost to Indiana. But the, the, the interesting thing about that is they actually lost to Indiana for the first time in 33 years. I mean, talking about a team that owned another team, 33 years. I think they were, uh, I think they were 24 and 0 in the last 33 years. So, man, that is just an unbelievable, unbelievable performance. And uh, and I think UGA is another one that's bad. I mean, they're I think they're done. They're just done. I mean, they they went up early on Florida, and then you know it was it was basically two kind of fluke fluke touchdowns, if you ask me. So they were up 14 to, 14 to nothing, and then they just got destroyed the rest of the game. I mean, it was I mean it, it was almost like Florida was just toying with them the whole time. I mean, I I think UGA is done because I'm looking at everybody's schedule. Florida should not lose any more games. Um, which would put them one game above UGA going into the conference title, which is going to be against Alabama. 
So we all know that Alabama is not going to win another game. Their their schedule is uh, is pretty cake, and crazy. They're not even playing this week. I know that there's uh, I think there's three SEC teams that were th- three SEC games that were called off because of COVID. But we'll uh, we'll definitely talk about that later. And my ugly is uh, absolutely Penn State. Penn State's gone from number eight to unranked. They've uh, they've lost their first three games of the season. Zero and three. Now, granted, you know, two of them have been ranked opponents: Indiana, which is ten, and Ohio State, which is now ranked what third, um, maybe second in some polls. But then they lost to a Michigan State team that's just not any good. So that was uh, that was kind of embarrassing. But you know, it 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 leads to to a big question here, and that is, you know, what's going to happen this year? Who's going to be in the Final Four? And I think if if we go through and we look at everybody's schedule, I think that we can all pretty much agree that there's three teams that look like they're going to be there in the final. You know, looking at, at everything that's involved, you've got you've got Alabama, you've got Ohio State, and you know, and I think that you're going to put Clemson in there. You know, and in the end, I think that I think that Clemson is going to end up playing Notre Dame in the the conference championship, and they're going to lose. And then somebody else is going to be on the door waiting to to get in. You know, you've got you've got Florida, you've got Texas A&M. I'm not sure Texas A&M is going to be able to finish the season off with no more with, with without any more losses. So we'll have to see. But I think it's going to be one of those two teams that that gets the fourth spot, and I have a bad feeling that Notre Dame is not going to get that fourth that fourth spot, even though they're going to be the only team that beats Clemson. I think the second time around when they play in the ACC championship, which I think is going to be inevitable, I think Clemson is going to put a, put a hurting to them. I think they're going to beat them really, really bad. It's going to it's going to be quite ugly, but we'll see. We'll see. So it, it's too early to tell, you know. And I I wish that this week had more, or, or I'm sorry, this season had more than just the the four teams making it to the playoff. You know, they should really expand it to eight because you're going to have all kinds of issues. You know, you're going to have Ohio State, which has already played, you know, less games, half the number of games as, as all the other teams. You're going to have potentially, let's say, a Pac-10 team. I mean, all this, I mean, who knows? Maybe Oregon goes undefeated. But right now they're 1-0. Wisconsin's 1-0. I mean, these are both basically, you know, top 15 teams that have each played one game. It's it makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. And you know, and I, and I was hoping that maybe college would would learn a lesson this year and see. You know what? The four team playoff maybe that's not going to work. Maybe we should go up to eight teams. You know, I just feel like there's there's plenty of teams that are going to be looking in from the outside. I mean, you're going to have BYU and Cincinnati. I have a feeling that both of them could also be undefeated. You know, Oregon. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have, you could you could potentially have, you know, Ohio State. You could have Alabama. You could have Cincinnati. You could have BYU. You could have uh, Oregon. You could have other teams. I mean, there there's some smaller teams like Coastal Carolina, seven and zero. Marshall, six and zero. You know, Liberty, seven and zero. How was that for a nice victory last week? I mean, I you know. I mean, Virginia Tech was favored by 16 and a half, and Liberty goes in there and, and beats them by three. Um, so they're not messing around. They're not messing around. So th- there's a lot of good stuff going on this year, but I don't know. I don't know. I just I just think that if they had given us a little more, some more teams, I think that that would have really helped us out. But but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I still. I mean, there's still a, a lot of games to play. 
So we'll see what happens with all these teams, and we'll try to figure out what they're going to do with some of these teams that didn't play enough games, uh, you know, as let's say a Clemson or an Alabama or teams like that that have had the full schedule and maybe didn't even get hit by COVID. So, so we'll see what happens. Switching off to NFL and uh, and Phil's pick six, you know, back to back weeks he goes four and two. Really, really impressive stuff, if you ask me. I mean, you know, he had some really good calls. You know, Washington was favored. He took the Giants, which was great. He uh, he had the Saints over the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks are favored by four and a half. What did they lose by? Twenty-eight points, four touchdowns. I mean, what what the heck happened? I mean, that's my Super Bowl pick. And I mean, Tom Brady looked like he was forty-three years old. Oh wait a second, he is forty-three years old. Unbelievable. Ravens, Colts. That was an easy call. Uh, Jags, Texans. You know, he, he pulled that one out, but uh, the ones he lost, Steelers at Dallas. I mean, really? Dallas was, was getting 14 and a half points, and the Steelers barely squeaked that one out. And then Buffalo getting three points at home. You know, they beat up on Seattle. I mean, they put up a lot of points. I mean, they put up 44 points on Seattle. I mean, that's crazy. That is absolutely crazy for for a team that's that's definitely the front runner for the, uh, you know, the NFC, the NFC pick. But, you know, I was excited. Phil, Phil named the DM, the Darren Rules for Fools. And uh, it was unbelievable how that worked out. You had two quarterbacks last week that were starting their first game. And I'm not going to say that either of them won, but the fact of the matter is, they both covered Jacksonville with their new quarterback, whoever, I don't even remember who that guy was. Uh, Jake Luton, I think his name was, um, you know, he, he played a heck of a game. I, I, I think he had 300 yards passing actually. So he did well in his first, uh, his first start as Jags. He, he obviously lost to Houston, which was expected, but he kept it within seven points. So the rule was good there. And then Dallas, you had that guy Gilbert, who's who's actually been in the NFL. I, I want to say somewhere between three and five years. He's only thrown six passes his entire career. And what does he do? He goes out there in his first start and almost beats an undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers team. So, I mean, pretty serious, pretty serious stuff. And, and uh, you know, Phil Phil almost had it right. He he would have gone five and one if he had just listened to my rule for fools on Dallas. But needless to say, there were some great performances. I mean, Pat Mahomes. I mean, what else can you say about this guy? I mean, you know, he has a bad game every now and then, but doesn't everybody? I mean, you can't expect him to just be lights out every time. But this time he was 30 for 45. 372 yards, four touchdowns, and zero interceptions. I mean, what more can you ask? I mean, the guy's doing everything that he possibly can, and uh, you know, and and he needed it. He needed every bit of it because you know the final score was 33-31. Welcome back, Christian McCaffrey. You and your uh, your two touchdowns. I mean, that guy is just he is just all world. He is unbelievable. And it's it's crazy how he comes back after being off for five or six weeks doesn't even skip a beat i mean that's how you know this guy can this guy can really play so really impressive showing by the panthers to 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 go out there and i think i mean they were playing at arrowhead stadium they lost by two granted there weren't a whole lot of fans there but still the home field is the home field guy that's really really playing good ball really really impressed with is uh dalvin cook from the vikings mike i mean this guy is just, I mean, he's just lighting it up. I don't know what else to say about him. I mean, 22 carries, 206 yards, two touchdowns on the season. He's leading the NFL. He's he, 144 attempts, 858 yards, 12 touchdowns, and he's averaging six yards a carry. That's not bad for half a season. 
All right, so he's on pace for 1,700 yards, 24 touchdowns, six yards a carry. I mean, that's absurd, absolutely absurd. So he is really, really coming into his own. I know he had a great year last year, but uh, he is just he's just becoming the man. And uh, he's saying, hey, Derrick Henry, you know what? You do what you want to do. You you run 23 miles an hour, you big boy, but, man, you're, you're not catching me. So I think I think Dalvin Cook with the – the uh, the turnaround of the Vikings has has done some great things and and he's fun to watch. He is really really a fun player to watch and and we'll see what happens with those Vikings. I mean it's too bad they got off to such a horrific start because they're really not as bad as their their three and five record dictates. So hopefully they can put together some uh, some more wins and uh, end up having a, a decent season here. So we'll see. And then last but not least, the wide receiver. Uh, this guy I'd never even heard of, Richie James. Who the heck is this guy? Never even heard of this guy. He uh, he plays for San Francisco. He had nine receptions for 184 yards and a touchdown. Who the heck is Richie James? Who is he? Well, if you didn't know, uh, 2018, he's the he was a seventh-round pick, pick number 240, out of perennial powerhouse middle tennessee state he's 5'9 185 i mean this guy this guy's a player um his season stats look like this nine receptions 184 yards and a touchdown so uh yeah <laughs> so he's played one game he's played one game i'm not really sure i mean was he was he a, a, a was he a practice squad guy i mean where did this guy come from i you know what i don't even know I don't even know, but congratulations to him. Hopefully that means he's he's earned a spot. He's going to be playing more. I mean, I like when these underdog guys play well and, and get out there and prove themselves when they're given an opportunity. So Richie James, good for you, my friend. Good for you. You are making Middle Tennessee State proud. Very proud. Let's do a good little, little uh, good, bad, and ugly. Good. The Bills, man. 44 to 34 over uh over seattle you know and once again all that they're doing they're just winning and winning and winning and it's unbelievable because i would officially like to say that the uh the patriots win streak i think they've won 11 division titles in a row it's officially over there is just no way i mean Buffalo has done it right. I mean, they've drafted some good players. They're doing a good job. They've they with, with developing their quarterback. They, you know, they've brought in some good receivers. I mean, everything is just going the way for them. You know, it helps that they play in a tremendously weak division. I mean, the Jets 0 and 9, Pats 3 and 5, Miami 5 and 3. I'll tell you. I mean, they were 3 and 3. They 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 made the transition to my man Tua, who I love. And uh, first game, he looked like he was just scared to death. But I'll tell you something. He played. He played a good game last game. I was I was very very excited to see that. You know, he got in there, he looked much more poised than he did in the first game. First game was just you know, I'm looking at that and I'm like I'm, I'm thinking to myself, man, if that was me and I had Aaron Donald coming at me, I would be screaming like a little girl running the other direction. But hey, he uh he he stood in there, he he outdueled uh we outdueled our man uh Kyler Murray. I mean, pretty awesome you know you got you got two uh two high round draft picks that are going against each other and uh and and he just he just played a good game i mean i can't say anything i can't say anything i mean 20 for 28 250 yards two touchdowns no interceptions hey good job to a good job you know i'm a big fan phil's not a big fan of Tua. he likes Tua, but i'm a big big Tua fan and i'd love to see that guy successful but the story of the week 
and uh, and I know that that I mentioned that that before, uh, you know, when this guy finally got into a game, I literally had tears in my eyes. You know, I watched that that Alex Smith special about how, I mean, they were they were contemplating cutting his, I mean, just just amputating his leg, and he literally, if you saw the pictures, they were literally just cutting and cutting and cutting more of of this leg out as it got infected. It was unbelievable. And miraculously, the guy, not only did he make the team, he played, but their quarterback, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kyle, Kyle something. I can't remember what his last name is. He went down. Alex Smith is the third quarterback. He came into the game 24 for 32, 325 yards and a touchdown. Granted, three interceptions really hurt them. And I think that's why they ended up losing to the Giants. But Man, I mean, for a guy to go through that and to be able to come back and put up a game like that, I mean, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. So Alex Smith, is he is by far and away the most courageous football player out there. He is comeback player of the year easily, easily. And, uh, and, and man, you've won me over. I'm a huge, huge Alex Smith fan. So, Alex, keep up the keep up the good fight, my friend. Keep making it happen. And, uh, you know, man, I want to see you starting for the Redskins. Next. I'm sorry, <laughs> the Washington football team, formerly known as the Redskins next year. If anybody's offended by that, I apologize. Bad Cardinals. I don't know what's going on with them, man. I, I, I just can't figure it out. You know, they're... They're just, they're like Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, are they good? Are they bad? I mean, they're five and three right now, you know, and, and, uh, you know, they've, they've had some, I mean, their schedule has been really easy, you know, I mean, I mean, they beat the 49ers, they beat the Washington football team, then they lose to the Lions and the Panthers back to back. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Then they beat the Jets and the Cowboys who are both terrible. Then they, they, they upset the Seahawks and then they lose to the Dolphins. So, What's up with these guys? Are they good? Are they bad? I mean, I mean, what's going on? And then you got their their next two games are against uh, home versus the Bills and away versus the the Seahawks. So, man, they needed to start off a little better. And they're five and three. They just right now I'm I'm thinking they should be. I mean, they could easily be seven and one or even eight and zero. Oh. Uh, maybe it's bad luck. I don't know, but um, it's disappointing that they're not better than they are. I'm really disappointed by that. And then ugly, and, and I don't think anybody can disagree with this. Ugly by far. And, you know, I, I mean, I can hear people yelling through the radio, Darren, it's the Bucks. It's definitely the Bucks. Yeah, it is definitely the Bucks. I mean, what an awful, awful game. I mean, it just, oh, God. I mean, 38 to 3 at home? Really? You know, Drew Brees, who who literally can't throw the ball more than five yards anymore, throws for four touchdown passes. Tom Brady had an awful game. Not only did he have no touchdown passes, he threw three interceptions. Three. Uh, it's just, oh, man, it's unbelievable to me. You know, and I, I was, I was, I was watching a little bit of this game, and I'm just thinking the whole time, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, how is this happening? I think. The uh, New Orleans, I think, was up 31 to nothing at halftime. All right, in the second half, fourth quarter, they put up another one. So they were actually up 38 to nothing until the the Bucks kicker kicked a uh, a field goal. I mean, 38 to nothing, and they went 38 to three. Wow, 420 yards for New Orleans, 194 yards for Tampa Bay. 27 first downs to 13. I mean, time of possession, 40 minutes to 20 minutes. Ouch! Ouch! That is what you call an old-fashioned butt kicking. That is what that is. 
and uh you know but but hey you know what you you can't win them all and uh you know tom tom brady is a 43 year old guy that uh that definitely looked like he was 43 years old playing that game got to see my jets on tv i never get to see them now that i'm now that i'm down in uh in georgia they were 0 and 8 going into it i'm watching the game and the jets were up early they were up big up by a couple touchdowns and of course in true jets fashion the pats come back they end up tying it up then at the end, they they drive down the field, and who comes in? The kicker that the Jets felt they could not sign because he wanted too much money, even though he was coming off a ridiculously great season, Nick Folk, who's now playing for the Patriots. He comes in, and he kicks a 51-yard field goal with three seconds left to win the game. <sighs> Man. You know, you can't make this stuff up. And then it's, you know, Phil and I were talking about about uh, Trevor Lawrence. You know, is he going to pull an Eli Manning and demand that he goes someplace else? And the answer is I don't think so. I really don't think so. Because if you look at the other teams that need quarterbacks, they're all terrible. So, you know, at, at least if you're in New York City, I mean, at, at least you get the endorsement dollars. You know, I mean, it's it's big time. But, I mean, I mean, who else needs a quarterback? I mean, maybe maybe Cleveland jacksonville what maybe carolina i mean these, these teams are no good these teams are no good and maybe maybe that makes sense you know maybe you need a good quarterback to be a good team obviously and i'm not gonna say that 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 sam darnold is not a good quarterback because he you know it's multiple coaches it's multiple coordinators he's got uh, the, the weapons that he's throwing to aren't even good he, they finally got their three top receivers on the field at the same time and they made joe flacco 800-year-old Joe Flacco looked like Joe Montana. I mean, Flacco basically can't even move anymore. But he can still throw, I guess. And uh, and he looked he looked actually pretty good, surprisingly enough, because I was I was completely uh, just just done with Joe Flacco. But anyway, so uh, so really interesting stuff. Really interesting stuff. The the politics. I'm going to switch. I'm going to switch pace a little bit. Um, you know, the the big thing is Pfizer saying that they've had a 90% success rate with the vaccine on 44,000 people. I think that's a big deal. You know, some people are saying, oh, you know what? Oh, it's not, it's not a big deal. 90%. I mean, imagine, imagine, I mean, how many people have died from COVID? 130,000. So if you had this, I mean, does that mean that 117,000 of those people would still be alive? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, to me, that's what 90% means. So, you know, I, I think it's great. Operation uh, Warp Speed, I think that it was called, to get this thing done. I mean, you know, you can say what you want about about the president, and people say all kinds of different things. And, you know, and I'll say good and bad things about him also. But, but to be able to push something through that's having a 90% success rate is is – it's pretty fantastic. It's pretty fantastic. So all of you people out there that, that hate President Trump, well, you know what? If he was able to get these companies to really, really move at that that break speed and he was he's able to get that vaccine out there that's gonna save lives, say whatever you want about him, but but that is that is a really, really wonderful and, and tremendous thing that he did, even if he did nothing else right, which I don't believe that is is just awesome that is just awesome and that, that kind of brings me to the, the next thing which is the the trump legal fight you know allegedly there's two states that are still counting you know are there discrepancies in the ballots 
you know, it, it's, I think it's really tough. You've got affidavits from people and, and that's kind of the proof that you have. And then something about, you know, a whole bunch of machines are counting Republicans as Democrats and, and, you know, there's, there's things thrown away and people are counting wrong. And I mean, I mean, who the heck knows? And, you know, so at the end of the day, is anything really going to happen? I mean, there might, there might. I just don't know what. I mean, how do you how do you solve that? You can't go back and and recount all the ballots because you probably don't have all the ballots. I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't know. You can't ask people to vote again. I mean, I just I don't see how this can be resolved in his favor. You know, I voted for him. I thought he did a really great job. And you know what? If Biden's president, Biden's president. What am I going to do about it? You know, I'm just going to hope for the best, and I'm not going to do what the media did for trump the last four years i mean to be able to get anything done the last four years to me has been pretty great when 95 percent of the stuff that's put out in the media about you is negative you know and i and i know it's the right and it's the left so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go either way i'm definitely not but you know it's just i i think there's a lot of systems in this country that are broken and it 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 makes me nervous. It really, really makes me nervous for the future. I think, I think the voting system is definitely broken. It definitely, definitely is. And, and, uh, and I wonder what's going to happen in the future, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, getting back to the COVID thing, which, which I thought this was kind of interesting. I, I read that California has seen a massive spike in COVID after all the Biden celebrations. And uh, it's funny that you don't hear that, you know, it's always, you always hear the opposite, you know, it's like, oh, people are out in public and they need to be wearing masks and, uh, you know, Trump supporters need to be wearing masks and we need to close down the economy and this and that. They never say anything about, about protests, things like that, uh, riots. I mean, when, when there's a lot of people together, I mean, what did you expect when you've got these huge celebrations and people aren't wearing masks? I mean, I saw some videos, I saw some pictures of them and they're not wearing masks. So, you know, California sees a massive spike. And let me tell you something, California is really, really hurting to begin with. I mean, the, the amount of revenue that these guys are missing and, and I mean, that, that state, I, I can't even figure out what's going on with that state. It's, it's, it's such a beautiful place on the coast, but Man, that thing is just poorly, poorly run. You know, the the Thanksgiving thing coming up where you have to use disposable plates and you have to you can only take off your mask if you're eating and you have to be within six feet and you can't have more than two families together and all this. Really? I mean, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. And, you know, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm you know, I'm concerned about a lot of things going on. But but what do you do? What do you do? It's 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 just it is what it is. So I got a joke for everybody, and this is uh, this is going to be as a tribute to Alex Trebek, who just passed away after a lengthy a lengthy uh, cancer bout. I mean, just just a good guy. I mean, I've never heard anything bad about him. He just seemed like a nice guy, and I know he was on Jeopardy forever. But but the answer is, what has uh, this has two thumbs and is awesome. I just buzzed in. What is this guy? What is this guy? That is correct. That is correct. And the funny thing is, and, and I don't mean to make light of it, but I know, I know Sean Connery just died and now Alex Trebek has died. And, and, uh, some of the, some of the best skits that I've ever seen on, on SNL were the Jeopardy skits 
where you've got I mean, Sean Connery was always there, and then you've got uh, you know Alex Trebek. Uh, it, it just just so funny, just so funny, and he's always saying this in the old Mala Trebek, ha! you know, and it's just. Oh my God! I mean, I, I I watch those things, and every time I watch them, I can watch the same ones over and over, and I I, I just keep laughing. So, uh, we lost a great man. We lost a great man, and and again, 2020. What the heck is going on? Just in this week alone, we lost three Hall of Fame athletes. This week alone, today, Tom Tommy Heinsohn died, uh, age 86. He's actually one of four men to be inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame as both a player and a coach. He was on all of those great uh, 50s and 60s uh, Celtics teams, and then he was he was a great coach in, I believe, the 70s and 80s. Uh, so he died. Uh, Howie Meeker, another guy, and I, I, I could say that name to Phil, and he'd be like, who the heck is Howie Meeker? Well, Howie Meeker was the... I want to say he was the 1944 NHL Rookie of the Year. Uh, so, I mean, the guy's 90, the guy was 97 years old. He was born in 1923, so I think it was 1944. Great autograph signer. I have him on a bunch of cards and stuff, which is which is incredible. But I think he was more well known for his broadcasting efforts, and uh, he was just part of hockey forever. And uh, he's definitely definitely going to be missed. I was I was de- I'm definitely a big fan of, of Howie Meeker. And then the third one that died was uh, was Herb Adderley, who was a Hall of Fame cornerback. Um, he won two Super Bowl championships, number one and number two with the Green Bay Packers. Part of that incredible incredible Green Bay Packer team uh, teams of the the 60s. I mean those guys were just unbelievable. I think like half the team is in the Hall of Fame. So. 2020 has just continued to be terrible to us and we're just losing more and more hall of famers it seems like every day we're losing somebody else another loss the scooby-doo co-creator ken spears died at age 82 and and this this affected me i didn't really know who ken spears is but i gotta tell you something i grew up with scooby-doo you know and not like the new ones there's all different kinds of scooby i mean i'm talking about the original scooby-doo you know, where they're running through a house for like 30 seconds and they're just going like 100 miles an hour. And, and I mean, it's like they're like three mile long houses that they're in. It's always the same guy was a Mr. Withers. Oh, I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for you meddling kids. You know, I loved it. I loved it. So it, it makes me sad that the the co-creator died today at age 82. Uh, rest in peace, Ken. Thanks for uh, thanks for all the memories. Black Friday is coming up soon. Black Friday is coming. I cannot believe it's almost Thanksgiving already. I tried to think about what I what is there something I should get for Black Friday? I don't know. I don't know. There's I don't think there's really anything I need. I just bought I just brought Brooke a new computer. Now Aubrey's saying, Well, how about you get me a computer too? And I'm like, Well, I got that for her for graduating middle school. You're not out of middle school yet. Maybe after next year when you graduate middle school, but I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if there's are there any really great deals out there? I mean what what are what do you normally get on Black Friday? Like TVs or uh, some kind of electronic stuff. I don't need that. I, I just, I just, I think I just got all that. I mean, Trisha got an iPad. Brooke got a, a an iMac. Um, you know what? I, I don't need anything else. We all have new phones. I mean, wh- what else are we going to do? So, I don't know. I might just skip Black Friday this year um, and see what happens. They always start early anyway. And even this, even the sales are now. It's uh, it's pretty crazy because I remember last year I looked at the the TV. I bought a, a 32 inch flat screen Sony back in 2003. Was it 2003 or 2004? I don't know. One of the two. When I built 
my house in uh, New Jersey. That was my present to myself. And I spent $2,000 on it back then, which, you know, I was doing okay. So that wasn't really a big deal. But I think I've seen almost the exact same TV. First off, it's thinner. And uh, instead of $2,000, it's like $100 now. So it's funny how things change. It really is funny. It makes just, it, it kind of just makes me laugh. But the TV still works, and I still have it in my office. So I, I guess I can't complain. I mean, I guess I bought a quality product. Hershey. Oh, man, I'm looking at a Hershey Kiss right in front of me that I want to eat so badly. And it's I actually had one earlier. It's one of those uh, those new flavors. It's sugar cookie flavor. And let me tell you something. A, Addicting, addicting. It is so friggin' delicious. But surprisingly enough, Hershey's profits were up 33% between July and September. I wonder how much people's scales were up between July and September too, with uh, with everything going on. They're just sitting home and they're just eating. You got nothing else to do, so you just sit there and eat. So it's, uh it's. Uh, I wish I had bought some Hershey stock, I guess. But I think their stock is is pretty pricey to begin with, and. So I, I went with some things that were a little bit lower in uh, in price, and Hershey was definitely not one of them. You know, my wife keeps telling me, Darren, you know what? You need to buy a new car. You've had your car for like, I think it's nine years old, I want to say. But I but I say to her, I'm like, listen, you know, the engine stopped at, I think it was 105,000 miles. I think I'm up to about 128,000, something like that. The engine stopped at 105. Turns out it was a recall, and I got a brand new engine put in. So... Not only do I have an engine that's got 25,000 miles on it, let's say, I don't own anything on the car, so it's free and clear. Granted, I need tires, I need brakes, I just replaced the alternator. I mean, I know there's stuff that's going wrong, but, you know, when you think of the alternative, you know, I mean, if, if I if I lease a car, what's that going to cost me? Maybe 400 bucks a month if I, if I get something decent? 4,800, $5,000 a year? Am I paying $5,000 a year for this car? No. So unfortunately, until this thing is dead, I think that I think I'm stuck with it because also you never know. I mean, in three months, less than three months, Brooke actually turns 15, which means scary enough. She gets her learner's permit. I don't know why they do that. I mean, I got my learner's permit at 15 years, nine months, but here they get it at 15. And I guess they just learn how to drive for a year. And then at 16, she gets her license. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe... Maybe I'll do really well. Business is, is going really well right now. And who knows? Maybe maybe she'll get the car. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't decided what I want to do. But anyway, what I, what I will not be doing is getting a Bentley because they have just announced that by 2030, they are only going to sell electric cars. So my goal was to have a Bentley in the year 2030. But since they're going to be electric and I'm a, a big gas fan, I like to support that industry. I will not be purchasing a Bentley, so I, I'm gonna have to tell Trisha that, and she she might be a little bit a little bit upset about that. But I'll tell you what what Trisha will not be upset about. She she refuses to go to McDonald's, but I'm hoping that maybe this will entice her because we all love McDonald's. I mean I mean, so freaking delicious, so bad for you, but it's so good. McDonald's is coming out with a McPlant burger next year. Darren, what is a McPlant burger? Well, it's not going to, it's not going to, I don't know, maybe lettuce between a bun. I don't know, but it's actually going to be a burger made of plants. So it's going to be a veggie burger, basically, which is, which is kind of crazy. But uh, the strange thing is I was reading that McDonald's actually sells more chicken than hamburgers, which, which I thought was, was kind of interesting. I love their hamburger, their hamburger. Oh God, they're so good. They're so good. But Maybe that entices Trisha to, to go to McDonald's and actually 
eat there. You know, when we do, like if we're going on a long trip and there's no place to eat, we'll stop and maybe we'll get some McDonald's. We should usually just get some fries. But maybe maybe the McPlant burger is the way to go. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Uh, two more pieces of news, and I think this one is uh, this next one. I think is just pretty incredible, and I don't even know how they come up with this. But NASA has just announced that they're estimating that there are 300 million planets out there that can support life. I mean, how freaking big is the universe? How do you know that there's 300 million planets out there? I mean, supposedly there's billions of planets. I mean, how big is space? You know, I mean. I mean, I, 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 I'd, I'd love to be able to figure this out. They say that space is constantly getting bigger and the planets are getting farther and farther apart and, and this and that. I mean, how the heck do they know that? How do they know that, that, that the Big Bang flurry, uh, Big Bang happened like 8 billion years ago? How do you, how do you know this stuff? You know, I mean, it was, I mean, I know Betty White is old, but I don't think she's that old. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, 300 million planets. I'll tell you one thing, though. I do believe that there is life on other planets. 100%. I completely believe. And to be honest with you, I hope that we find life on other planets in my lifetime. But I have a really bad feeling that we're not going to. I think that would be really cool. And, and, and you know, and, and when I say that, you know, you, I, it brings up all kinds of thoughts and all kinds of memories. And you, you see all these different things on movies. So you really don't know. I mean, is you know, I mean, what are what are these aliens going to look like? You know, I mean, are they going to look like us? Are they going to be you know whatever? I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. Are they going to invade us? Are they going to be friendly? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And I probably won't ever find out. But three, if there truly are three hundred million potentially inhabitable planets, then I'm going to go out there and say that we're not the only ones. I'm sorry that we're not one in 300 million uh, it's not going to happen not going to happen and i'm going to end with with a story that i thought was was very very interesting and and uh it it actually doesn't surprise me at all and i don't think it's going to surprise anybody when i talk about this but um it has to do with mike tyson and we all know that mike tyson is getting back in the ring again after how many years he's doing some kind of exhibition where he's probably going to just destroy roy jones i think roy jones is is uh really upset about agreeing to that and he's like oh, what was i thinking but uh anyway so so during his heyday it turns out that he was actually using a prosthetic penis filled with baby urine to pass drug tests i don't even know what to say i don't even know what to say about that i mean it's just is that surprising no not at all not at all is it surprising that he was on uh he was taking some kind of drug that's definitely not surprising because that guy is i mean he's got all kinds of issues i mean you you bite off somebody's somebody's ear and it was interesting i was listening to a to a um, an interview with jim gray today and he was talking about that and he said you know hey listen tyson came right out after he was interviewing him and he said you know do you know what you did in there? And he goes, yeah, I do. I do. I bit off his, I bit off part of his ear. And he goes, well, you know, why did you do that? And he's like, well, he was intentionally headbutting me. And I was just getting really angry. And I wanted to stop. And I'm like, wow. I mean, if nothing else, I mean, the guy, <laughs> I don't want to say he's honest because obviously he's not honest, but, but he's talking about it now. I mean, granted it's after the fact, but, but still, um, I mean, I, I mean, t- tell me you're, you're not sitting here imagining uh, a penis. Uh, I don't even know what you're. Are you imagining what the penis looks like, or that that it's filled with baby urine? I mean, why would it be filled with baby urine, and how do you get baby urine? 
I mean, what, you know, I mean, what, what do you do? Squeeze out a diaper? I mean, I, I don't even know. I, I don't even know. I don't even know. Really, really odd to me. Really, really odd to me. But, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. And we'll, we'll see him soon. We'll see him coming back. And who knows? Who knows? I mean, you know, it's happening in 2020, of course. I mean, this this year can't get any stranger. So whatever happens this year, I I just, you know, I nothing is going to surprise me. It doesn't matter. Nothing. Nothing out there will surprise me. You know, and now they're talking about COVID lockups again and mandatory mask wearing and this and that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is, but I, I think that. I think that we're on the right track with these vaccines. And like I said before, if, if 90% of people it works for, then man, I mean, I am super, super, super excited about that. I think it's really cool stuff. So, uh, I don't know. My throat hurts. I can't really talk anymore. I really have nothing else to talk about. There's, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of good stuff going on. Phil will be back for our next podcast in a few days. And I'll look forward to that and see what's going on with him. Uh, I know he's hard at work just counting votes. And there's no doubt in my mind he's doing an exceptional job. I mean, it's crazy. He's just, he's everywhere. I mean, anytime somebody needs anything, they call Phil Calise. I mean, he is just, I mean, he is a true, true 2020 Renaissance man. And uh, I aspire to be like that. And if nothing else, just to be able to grow a beard like he does. I mean, the beard that I have, I mean, I've been working on for months. He grows this in like three days. So um, miss you, buddy, and can't wait to see you soon. But uh, I appreciate everybody, everybody, you know, listening to me. Hopefully I didn't bore you. Hopefully I entertained you a little bit. And uh, hopefully Phil's not going to be mad at me for recording this without him. But, you know, I felt like I had a lot to say today. So, uh, you know, as I always say, if you're enjoying the podcast, tell all your friends, tell all your family, tell your neighbors, tell people you like, tell people you don't like. If you're not enjoying the podcast, I would say do the same thing. Tell everybody. Let's make fill in the mic huge. You know, we're enjoying it. We're going to keep doing this and we'd like to do it with a huge audience. So uh, remember, go like our Facebook page and, um, you know, email us. Tell us what your thoughts are and uh, we'll see you next time on Fill in the Mic. Thanks, everybody, for joining.